Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with my colleague Stephen Van Bielen about exception handling using Axon Framework. I hope you enjoy our talk and let's have a listen. Hi, Stephen. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Sarah. I'm, uh, I'm doing fine. How, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for uh, being here today to talk about some really cool stuff, which are exception handling in yeah. Axon Framework. So I'm excited about this topic because uh, it is a new topic for me as well. So I have a lot of uh, uh, questions, I hope, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I learn a lot from uh, our session today. So I appreciate you being here. Um, so let's talk about that. So um, exception handling, of course, uh, in um, CQRS is a little bit uh, different than um, mm -hmm. done in normal uh, monolith systems, if you would. Uh, so as I understand, it's a little bit more complex uh, than having everything basically all in one system. Mm -hmm. And um, I can imagine why, because, of course, you have your commands and queries and events all uh, mm -hmm. separated mm -hmm. into uh, different systems. And so um, I can understand that uh, once the uh, command, for instance, uh, sends an exception and it has to be received by a query or uh, an event has to handle that, it might be a little bit uh, of a challenge to connect these and um, make sense of it or uh, send it to the, to the correct place for that matter. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. Can you tell me um, from your uh, point of view, because you have a lot more experience than I do, obviously, and uh, can you tell me what are the challenges are and uh, why is it worth really spending a whole session uh, on exception handlers? Well, uh, I think mainly, mainly because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's different how, how you do things, right? Mm -hmm. like, like you already pointed out. And it's, it's, I think the main difference, the, the, which makes it slightly complex for for newer people or people who are using uh, Axon Framework, yeah. is that there's a difference when it comes to the types of messages, mm -hmm. how you would deal with the exception right. or you want to handle or mm -hmm. the exception being thrown. Yeah. So there really is a difference how commands do this, how queries do mm -hmm. this, and how events do this. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's fair to... Well, let, let's just go over them uh, one by one. Of course, yeah. Let's start sense. with commands. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's start with commands. So one of the, the premises of when you're doing a command is that uh, you express the intent to perform an operation. Right. There are typically several things you do when you're doing this. You mm -hmm. always have a, likely have a form of structural validation, mm -hmm. which is checking whether your message can be sent over the wire. Right. This is not the place where you would be dealing with the exceptions from a different source mm -hmm. because the structural validation is still prior to dispatching. Mm -hmm. So exception handling here is rather simple. Right. That's just, you, you could just see it as a try-catch essentially and you know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. When you actually dispatch your message, right. you don't know whether that's in your system, in your monolith mm -hmm. or somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Neither should you. That's, that's one of the benefits of doing this way of programming. You're mm -hmm. having this bus and you don't know where the other component is. Exactly. And I think that's what makes it really complex, right? Exactly. Because you don't know where it's going, it's right? No. True, true. So let's assume we've sent it over the wire. Mm -hmm. The command has reached the command handler and uh, the command handler will, in, will do its business validation. Mm -hmm. It will check whether it's okay to perform that operation. Successful, publish an event. Not successful. You might not do anything, mm -hmm. but in a lot of scenarios, uh, the users still want to share, send back 
why it failed. Right, right. Because there's a specific reason why somebody tried that operation mm -hmm. but couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So you send an exception. Right. Sounds reasonable. Mm -hmm. So you would throw that exception. You could simply do this in your command handler, mm -hmm. and an exception would be sent back over the wire. Mm -hmm. But there is a massive but when you're doing this process. <laughs> right. Because we have, well, pulled apart our application into different sources, mm -hmm. potentially, mm -hmm. we cannot be certain that when you're throwing an exception in a message handling function, mm -hmm. that that class you're using for this mm -hmm. actually is on the class path of the dispatching end. Mm, yes. You cannot you cannot be certain that, let, let's assume we have a specific uh, podcast failed exception. Right. And we are the handlers of, of the, a message to do something with a podcast. Mm -hmm. It fails and we throw this exception. Yeah. Now, the person or machine which sent the start podcast mm -hmm. might not know about this exception at all. Exactly. Because, well, it's its own piece of application. Right. It didn't have the dependency on that exception. Mm -hmm. So if you just push that through mm -hmm. and it cannot handle it, then you're breaking the dispatching application as well. Exactly. So you don't want this. Right. You, you want to be very careful with this. So what Exxon does mm -hmm. is it wraps your exception. Mm -hmm. in, in this case, a command execution exception. Right. Which is... If you, you look in implementation, a specific type of handler execution exception mm -hmm. because handling failed. Okay. Now, this means that you don't do, no longer have the exact well, class you used for throwing. Mm -hmm. And this is what puts people off. Yeah. When, when users are building an Exxon application, mm -hmm. they throw an exception from a, from a handling component. And they assume to be able to catch that yeah. on the dispatching end. But we cannot be certain that you have that on your class buff, so we don't allow this. Right, and that's because of the location transparency that we talk about yeah. all the time, because yeah. you don't know yeah. where each component is. Yeah. No. So the this, solution. This <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping. <laughs> no, 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 no worries, no worries. This essentially shows the requirement that a form of your exceptions should be part of your API. Mm -hmm. It's a type of response message really and that's one of the things that we always talk about when we say when you're designing your cqrs application your apis yeah. are extremely important and that's where exactly. the um where it can either make or break the application in a lot of ways right <laughs> because if you mm -hmm. have bad apis then of course when you throwing an exception or an error then where does it go how does it guarantee that it actually is received where you want it to be but yeah please continue yeah sure sure um so, so in the past, I was in the in the. If if you look up old videos of, mm -hmm. of me where I'm doing a, a well, live coding, I, yeah. I typically like to do a live coding. So yes, I that and you always do such a great job, and it's, <laughs> well, it's always nice to see you, it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It, it just for for me, it's the best way to show what's awesome about it. Just right. doing it. Yeah. Um, I always tended to have an, a dedicated folder called exceptions mm -hmm. where I pushed all the exceptions in. Right. But we, we have changed that idea slightly because mm -hmm. it's still really having a specific exception class, mm -hmm. which is not how other systems do it. Right. If you look at the HTTP status codes, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. those can be successful or faulty right. in different formats. Right. It's that well, essentially enumeration mm -hmm. which dictates mm -hmm. what the failure was. Mm -hmm. So we are, uh, we're changing, or, or I'm also changing my story as, mm -hmm. as Axon moves on, yeah. that it's better to use status codes for this. Okay. Just have a dedicated 
enumeration mm -hmm. in your API, mm -hmm. which states what kind of exception was thrown from a well, from a handling component. Okay. Really. So um, in this do. in this case, then um, you don't really specify them um, in a in a class, but you then put them just just from my understanding. Then you put them in mm -hmm. your um, directly in your command handler. Mm -hmm. In that case, is that right? Yeah, so you could still, in this case, you would have your command handler. Mm -hmm. uh, it needs to throw that command execution exception mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I yes. talked about. Yeah, yeah. If you're not throwing it, mm -hmm. the framework will wrap it in such a thing. Okay, got it. It will enforce you to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There, yeah, I left one thing out. My yeah. apologies. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's the command execution exception. Mm -hmm. The default approach mm -hmm. uh, takes in... Uh, from the top of my mind, a string, so the regular message yeah. and the calls. Mm -hmm. There's another constructor where you can provide details, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is an object, which can be well, whatever you desire yeah. it to be. It's d this details object, which should be your status code. Thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. This means that instead of throwing, a, for example, a podcast field exception, mm -hmm. you would throw a command execution exception, filling in those details. Okay. Mm -hmm. specific status code right and then that is pushed over the wire mm -hmm. it's it's this specific type of exception which the framework knows okay whenever you're using axon mm -hmm. which well is very likely the case if right. you're dispatching a command yeah uh, through axon <laughs> uh, then you're certain to have a command execution exception mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we can always deserialize this okay and it's okay. whenever you're handling the exception mm -hmm. from your operation sending point of view mm -hmm. that you can check whether those details are present and then mm -hmm. do the logic you will. Okay. So in this case, when, when you throw exceptions, um, since it's essentially a message, right? Um, yep. It is sent through either the command bus or the command gateway. And yep. um, usually when we're uh, throwing commands, when we're dispatching commands, right? We mm -hmm. recommend to use the uh, command gateway, correct? correct? In this case, is that also the case? Yes, I would mm -hmm. still recommend so. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah, is there a specific what, reason? It's it's just friendlier as mm -hmm. an API goes. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're using the command bus, then when sending a command, mm -hmm. uh, you need to wrap it in a command message. Mm -hmm. And when you're receiving a response, mm -hmm. you get a command response message. Right. Right. And it's this command response message, which can be successful or exceptional. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you would have to do the check yourself. Is this message exceptional? Okay. Okay. Then I can retrieve the exception and check whether uh -huh. what exceptionally happened. Yeah. And otherwise it's successful and you typically don't have anything because mm -hmm. commands mm -hmm. don't return anything. Right. If you're doing the command gateway, the framework does this for you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it receives the command response message, mm -hmm. checks whether it's successful or unsuccessful. Right. If it's successful. It returns the successful Great. result. Yeah. If it's unsuccessful, it throws that exact exception. Mm -hmm. And there's again a slight difference. Yeah. If you're using the asynchronous approach, mm -hmm. so you get a completable future, mm -hmm. then you would need to use the exceptional method on the completable future okay. to get the exception. I see. And um, as you mentioned, uh, if there is no uh, command handler, if there the no command handler is available to to dispatch mm -hmm. this command, is that when we receive the uh, no handler for command exception. Is that when it's yes. thrown back? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. We still get that. Yeah. And so the um, can you tell me a little bit uh, about the command result message, uh, which provides the API to verify? Is that, again, what we were talking about when you either receive a successful um, mm -hmm. 
message back to you with we, we have a successful command handler um otherwise yeah as we talked about okay great so if the um can we receive null <laughs> is that as is that an, an option yes. as an exception yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well you wouldn't see it as an exception mm -hmm. so uh from the from the you could argue this is slightly biased, but mm -hmm. it is a valid return result. Okay. So uh, let's assume you're handling a command mm -hmm. and you're not happy with this command. You mm -hmm. don't want to do a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could just return and don't do anything. Okay. And then you essentially have a response of null. Mm, okay. But that wouldn't okay. be a, an exceptional result. Mm -hmm. It would still be a successful result. Okay, got the it. The framework got would it. only see it as exceptional if actually you have thrown an exception in your Specifically, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. So um, there's also the notion of retry scheduler with the gateway. Yeah. Can we talk about Correct. that a little bit? Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice segue <laughs> into this. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, the command gateway, so, some might notice. Uh, mm -hmm. Likely a lot don't. Yeah. Uh, commands can fail for several reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, reasons which can be retried mm -hmm. and some which cannot be retried. Okay. Uh, the framework defaults this to transient and non-transient exceptions. Mm -hmm. Only if it explicitly non-transient okay. will the retry scheduler retry. Mm -hmm. um, at any note, the retry scheduler is a component you can configure on your command gateway and it will automatically We'll see if it was exceptional, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then just dispatch the uh, command again okay. if it sees okay. I can retry this. Mm -hmm. uh, we are actually in the process of of enhancing the API a little bit to okay. be a bit more friendly uh -huh. because it currently that that explicitly non transient thing that's that's the sole validation you have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It would be nicer if you could provide your own predicate or filter uh, to to well configure how you want to mm -hmm, decide mm -hmm. how you retry. Just a well, I think it makes sense. Uh, some of our peers think it makes sense, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I think pretty soon, actually. Yeah, um, is it going to be no, in this next release of four or five, or no, maybe not? not? Okay, no, okay, no, no. so stay tuned. Um, yes, stay tuned, <laughs> definitely. I, I do think we did want it to be part of four or five, uh -huh. so I'm guessing it's going to be a four or five one, okay, though we typically don't do this mm -hmm. having features in in, in smaller releases, release yeah, but yeah. it's 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 so on the verge and i feel yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should maybe um, have it before a four six maybe yes right exactly <laughs> I, I think waiting for four six is just too long for yeah, this yeah yeah for sure uh, yeah um, steven no, um sorry go ahead yeah, yeah finish up because I, I yeah the retry scheduler mm -hmm. is uh, it's it's not configured by default, but we actually recommend people to always just configure this on the command gateway because it makes uh -huh. a lot of sense. Okay. So yeah, that makes definitely, sense. Definitely, definitely recommend to do this. Got it. So um, here's another question: What if you have two errors sent at the same time? Exactly. Then what happens? Can we have that happen at all? So they're not from a single aggregate. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when you're handling a command, that means that exact aggregate instance is locked mm -hmm. and nobody else can access that aggregate. Mm -hmm. right. But it could be that both you and me are command handlers mm -hmm. and we are concurrently um, handling our own commands right. and both dispatching an exception. Mm -hmm. now, yeah, this this could work. It's just a, a distinct... Uh, we just have our own line, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got my own... Uh, uh, bus lane for for my command and my exception going back and you've got your own sure and on the handling side or the exception handling mm -hmm. side which is the dispatching side of the message yes yeah. 
I, I hope it doesn't become too 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 vague now for people. But um, on the exception handling side, mm -hmm. you just have well distinct threads dealing with that operation. Coming back, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, that actually answered my question because um, I was wondering if you can have the errors sent from the same aggregate, which in this case, the answer is no, right? Because no. we just we just sent not concurrently, not, not concurrently, yeah. Because no. we just throw one exception at a time. It always yeah. reads it, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. So. Um, in terms of uh, the command side of it, so we we covered a lot of the um, basics and a little bit more detailed stuff, obviously. <laughs> and um, we did talk a little bit about the forms of validation. Um, did I miss anything more in terms of uh, structural validation or the business validation? No, 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 not, not at this stage. Okay, right. No. So... Moving on, uh, let's get to the queue of the CQRS. Let's talk about the queries. So now we're sending uh, messages. We're dispatching these messages, um, sending them through either the command uh, uh, bus or the command gateway. And we are sending them, let's say, to the query side, um, either to send some data or, or retrieve something. How does the query side handle this? Uh, the, the query side of things, well, essentially, there's a, a slight difference how you deal with exceptions depending on the type of query you're doing. Okay. Um, so we, we again have this notion of a dedicated response message if you would just be using the bus. So similar to the commands, we have a command message and a command response message. Right. This means there's also a query message and a query response right. message. Right, yes. Um, the query message is to say, I want my information and mm -hmm. the response is what you actually return from your query message. Mm -hmm. It's this message, which can again be exceptional or successful. Right. In most scenarios, it would be successful mm -hmm. because you want to send back a portion of your query model, your query response. Mm -hmm. uh, this could also fail. Typically the failures here are technical reasons though. Okay. So the behavior is slightly different how you react to an exception. Mm -hmm. When it comes to command exceptions, this is why I was pointing out the structural, the business validation. Right. You want to act on those exceptions and you, well, it, it has impact on how you deal with your application. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the query side of things, it's just, well, likely your model isn't ready yet. It's not up to date. Mm -hmm. You need to wait a little bit mm -hmm. or um, your database is down yeah. or you don't have to date, things like that. Right. It's more of a technical nature over mm -hmm. there. Um, but in essence, you would have the same, just not a command execution exception. Right. It would be a query execution exception. Okay. This is, again, an implementation of the handler execution exception, mm -hmm. just as the other one, mm -hmm. which allows you to provide a message and a cause, and you could add details. Okay. So again, you could use your, well, recommended status codes, mm -hmm. which I would definitely, uh, I've, um, on a recent conference, I did a did a video on four four, so the new yeah. uh, the well, the current latest release of Axon Framework. Yeah, uh, where I actually show this API and also using a status code mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I uh, well I, f I feel strongly for that method and I think it's pretty pretty nice and clean to do it that yeah. way. So can you? Um, I know it's a little bit difficult and abstract to talk about code on in an audio format, but uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, so what I go over that is is in a bit more detail because mm -hmm. what I've now been saying is uh, create a command or a query execution mm -hmm. exception and put your details in it. Right. This, however, means that you're doing not only the 
message handling logic, but mm -hmm. also the exception dispatching logic in every handler. Okay. That's not very friendly. Right. That's, that's <laughs> why a lot of boilerplate code. Yeah. You could, you could, you could mitigate this. Mm -hmm. Framework provides you means yeah. to mitigate this. In previous or so previously 244, mm -hmm. you would do this by using a distinct type of interceptor. Right. So um, I'm not sure whether we already talked about interceptors mm -hmm. in Excel, but uh, you got a, a message handler interceptor. Okay. So this is intercepting the message prior to it being handled by, for example, a query handler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is this interceptor is also invoked again okay. when you throw an exception. Mm -hmm. So you could essentially do a try catch okay. in your interceptor mm -hmm. to catch the exception and to do some specific logic. Okay. This would mean that in your handlers, mm -hmm. you could still use your podcast fill exception. Okay. And that your interceptor mm -hmm. can be smart and seeing, okay, a podcast uh, failed exception occurred. Right. I'm going to catch this mm -hmm. and I'm going to translate this to the status code, which is a lot friendlier. Okay. This is, well, actually another step we, we would recommend. Mm -hmm. You could go for the very fine-grained approach yeah. per component. Right. For some scenarios, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to do this fine-grained approach. Mm -hmm. But going for an interceptor is a, well, a reasonable thing to do. Mm -hmm. There is one caveat, and if you don't mind, I'm going to Please do, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, I'm all about more details. <laughs> yes, right? Yes, please. <laughs> um, such an interceptor, when it comes to configuring those in Axon, mm -hmm. you would configure those for the entire bus. Okay. So the entire command bus, mm -hmm. or the entire query bus, mm -hmm. or for events, the event processor. Mm -hmm. um, this would mean that for every type of command exception you could throw, mm -hmm. you need to catch all of them in an interceptor. Okay. This could again be, well, a lot. Quite a lot. Yes. <laughs> it could extend <laughs> the size you're not happy with. Right. Um, so whether that is the right approach is also something you need to think about. Mm -hmm. For some exceptions, it might make sense. Mm -hmm. But again, you might want to be a bit more fine-grained, okay. like exception handling per component. Okay. What I mean with component is a message handling component. Mm -hmm. So think carrying at command handler annotations mm -hmm. or at event handler annotations mm -hmm. or at query handler annotations, right. actually all three of those. Yeah. Um, so the command handler annotations carrying component, mm -hmm. this would be your aggregate, for right. example. Right. There is SL44. So whenever somebody's listening to this, you could use this. There is a dedicated annotation called mm -hmm. at exception handler. Okay. The, the the name is, well, essentially identical to the exception handler in Spring. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. Spring does it from the web perspective for REST. Yes. So this is really... Axon's idea of messaging. I'm so glad you brought this up because that was my question. That's <laughs> yes, the <Yeah>. difference. <laughs> difference between the two. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it looks, well, yeah, from the outside, they look It looks the exactly the same. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So right. It can be a bit, uh, a bit misleading. But behind the no. scenes, it does different things, right? Exactly. What essentially what the framework does when you're creating an at exception handler annotated mm -hmm. function mm -hmm. is it, it creates such a message handler interceptor. Okay but does the specific one for that exact component where you've added that function. Mm -hmm. This means that um, if we have our, our thing with the query handlers, because we were on the query side of things, right. uh, we would have likely several technical reasons why a query handling would fail. Sure. Yep. Data cannot be found or cannot construct right, it. Right, right. 
uh, you would add an at exception handler annotated function in there. Mm-hmm. You could define on which exceptions it should react. Right. By default, it would do any. Yeah. Uh, but you can define uh, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And there you would just catch the exception. And there you would do the logic of, okay, I need to translate to this status code or to mm-hmm. this one or to this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I do in that uh, that video I was talking about yes. for our conference. Yep. So, um, Stephen, I have another question in regards to uh, queries, because we have different types of queries, right? We have the point to point, scatter gather, and the subscription queries. And in Axon Framework specifically, um, I think most of the times we use the subscription query, correct? Well, th- that's what we recommend. Yes. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, a bit, it's, it's still a bit all over the place when right. it comes to people using the query bus. So in case yeah. of um, handling these exceptions, for point-to-point, obviously, it's pretty straightforward, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do scatter-gather, because um, you're sending this message to several different places and expecting several mm-hmm. different uh, uh, queries to basically respond to to your request. How do you uh, handle these um, exceptions? Yeah, this, this is a very good question, actually, uh, Sarah. That's, uh, I don't know, uh, we, we had to make a decision on this part. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to add uh, a, a layer for, for the listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit earlier, asked about the difference between the command bus and the command gateway yes yeah there is also a difference with query bus and query gateway gateway, Mm -hmm. how you're doing your exceptions right if you're using the query bus Mm -hmm. you actually get the query response message Mm -hmm. you need to check whether it's exceptional yes or no yeah what we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier um with a point-to-point query Mm -hmm. well you would just have that one response message exactly so if you translate that process from the query bus to the query gateway, mm-hmm. we could just go what we did with the command gateway. Right. You check if it's successful, you give the response. Mm-hmm. If it's exceptional, you throw the exception mm-hmm. or you push the exception in the completable future. Right. With scatter-gather, this is different. Mm-hmm. When you're doing the query bus, you, you get a stream, by the way, as a yeah. result from the scatter-gather. That's right. uh, good to know. Um, when you're using the query bus, you get a stream of query response messages. Right, exactly. So you can do this check yourself mm-hmm. in, for example, a map operation or a filter if you want to filter out all the exceptions. Right, right. When you're using the query gateway, well, we cannot have a stream which is two different types. Exactly. That doesn't work. Right. So we have taken the stance that you always get the responses. Mm-hmm. This means that if you're doing, if you're using a query gateway, mm-hmm. which we do recommend in most scenarios, right. and you're doing a scatter gather, mm-hmm. that you only get the successful results. Okay. Even if a query handler threw an exception, mm-hmm. you're just not getting it. Okay. It would still be logged, by the way. Right. It's not that that it's well lost anywhere. Right. <laughs> exactly. You, you would still see it. Right. But it's not on the well. When you get the results, you don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. So we yeah we had to take a bias stance here, mm-hmm. uh, which is a definite definite asterisk. I want to put there that you should be well aware of this. Right. Yeah. And uh, with the subscription queries, um, similar, right? Uh, yeah. So in so terms of the using the gateway. Yeah. 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 So so w- when it comes to the subscription query, you have the initial result in the updates, mm-hmm. and the initial result is essentially a point to point. Right. Right. So you have the same behavior I po- uh, mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Exactly. You either have a response message you need to check yourself. Right. You get the the mono in this case, mm-hmm. which is successful or exceptional. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to updates, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a bit different because mm-hmm. uh, when people are using the, they need to use the query update emitter for this yeah. to emit those updates. Mm-hmm. 
will they admit to exceptions? Mm. Well, in most scenarios, probably not. Yeah. No, no, you don't don't do this. Um, If you need to also dispatch exceptions, Mm -hmm. you would essentially create your own specific type of update object. Okay. Which could carry success or exception. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. really is back to the user if you want to do this, yes Mm -hmm. or no. Mm -hmm. There is. Still, what I think you, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, wanted to point out that there is indeed a difference between the query bus and the gateway. Yes. Uh, yeah, my We've done enough podcasts together that you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I was, when, when people are asking things, I always just go a certain direction. And, uh, I, I, I feel I need to fulfill it. Come you know I'm going to ask that, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so please, yeah. With a subscription query, you essentially have two types of uh, messages we do. Right. The, the query message with the query response mm-hmm. and a, a subscription query update message. Right. Uh, this can, again, also be exceptional or successful. Okay. True. Mm-hmm. But in most mm-hmm. scenarios, actually, virtually all, this would just be a successful right. from Axon's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's the the payload mm-hmm. you put in it, mm-hmm. the update, mm-hmm. which can be... That can give you the information that... Yeah, yeah, that you're yeah. asking. Okay, perfect. So um, a while ago, I had somebody who asked, um, how much does the framework do? And it, it is a an interesting question, but also a, a question that's a little bit difficult to uh, give an exact answer to. They were wondering how much of these uh, exception handling and error handling is the... Um, the job of basically the developer or how much of it is uh, handled by the by the framework. So I think a, a short response to that would be you do have a lot of freedom to basically choose what kind of exceptions you want to um, throw and what kind of answers you you will receive from the uh, from that perspective of you know what the developer does, but also at the same time the the framework does do a lot of things for you to make it a bit. Um, easier in a lot of ways. Um, is that a fair assessment? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. It gives you a lot of handles to mm-hmm. deal with it, but it's 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 not automatically. It doesn't do the job for you. No, it doesn't no, parallel no. park for you. You have to do no. it. <laughs> that would be cool, right? That would be no, cool. I, 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 not, now that you're asking it, I, I'm not sure whether we could because because it's part of your API. Of course, we're, we're yeah. not constructing your commands and queries either. right right um yeah i, I do think that the the the, the teachings the, the training mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. schooling about it mm-hmm. around it mm-hmm. uh, we should enhance it yeah um essentially uh, yeah I'm, I'm thinking about enhancing this mm-hmm. uh, the, because there's a reason we're having this podcast sure. as well, right? exactly, it's, um, exactly. We, the, the need to meet just needs to be more information uh, right. about it out right. there right um but it's good yeah. to yeah um, highlight these um, options that the framework does provide for you, as well as yeah, really true. really highlighting the fact that uh, it really comes down to uh, your APIs because it is your system, it is the yeah. um, you know the information that you're you're trying to receive or uh, or these exceptions that you're trying trying to um, throw. But if uh, another thing that you mentioned a little bit earlier, which was the um, at um, exception handler, which we mm-hmm. have it both in the spring side and also in Axon Framework. The, mm-hmm. Another uh, good thing about it is that a lot of times, um, I, I have heard this question quite a few times, like, do you really need spring to um, operate Axon as well? 
the answer is no, you, they're not related. They don't have to go to, they're not married. <laughs> they don't have to go together. <laughs> no, <definitely not>. But <laughs> um, but it does make your life a, a bit easier if you are using um, Axon Framework with Spring. So yeah. that's something just to, you know, food for thought. Um, yeah. So we did cover uh, commands and queries. Now let's get to my favorite part, which is events. Because uh, yes. they are a little bit different. So let's talk yes, about Yes, there's events. again... Again, a difference in here. Yeah, um, th th this tracks back a little bit to to what the intent of an event is. Mm -hmm. So commands is really, well, it goes to something, somebody, mm -hmm. and uh, he or she responds. Yeah. Queries is uh, well the same, but then the point or to regroup and getting mm -hmm. results or uh, you kept up to date. Mm -hmm. Whereas an event is well separated in time. Really, it's. Yeah. A notification that something relevant has happened, right? Uh, which uh, logically should be handled by everybody, right? I, I always try to explain this like, well, it's uh, it's an event, it's it's that's a fact, mm -hmm. it's a history, mm -hmm. and in real life, everybody's allowed to learn history as well, right? If you're not in a, a dictatorial state, I assume. <laughs> Um, so you do need to. Anyway, because everybody is allowed to to learn about those mm -hmm. events, to read those, right. you broadcast it to everybody. Right. This also means that when you're handling the event, well, because it's history, you don't know whether you're handling something current or something from the, In the past. past. Yeah. Yeah, and and because that is the case. There really is no way to, mm -hmm. if you're handling an event and you're not happy with it, mm -hmm. to tell the dispatcher of that event, the publisher of that event, saying, hey, I'm, I'm not happy with what you did here. Well, it's just not an option. Exactly. You can't. Right. No, you can't. We, we cannot go back to, uh, to, to, to Newton and saying, hey, that, that rule you thought of, that's bullshit. Sorry for my word. That's not satisfying. No, that's just not something you can do. Right. Um, so you cannot do the same with uh, events in Axon either. Right. If you're handling an event and you throw an exception, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean the event gets rolled back. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. happened. You need to deal with that fact. Right. This means that it's also your code which needs to deal with exceptions you would throw in there. Right. So this, uh, yeah, this has uh, this has been a, a, a well around a bit longer than the command mm -hmm. and query specifics. Yeah. Because yeah. this was always a problem. The, yeah. Um, Currently, um, I, I do think we've covered this earlier. Uh, Axon uses a notion of an event processor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as the technical component right. to getting those events and giving them to your event handlers, right. to your event handling components. Mm -hmm. It's here where you can configure two levels mm -hmm. of exception handling. Okay. And there's a reason why there are two, which mm. I will obviously explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's say, let's say that the first level is what's called the listener invocation mm -hmm. error handler. Right. So this is uh, an error handler essentially listening mm -hmm. to the position where the event was, the invocation occurred. Right. So where event handler was acting mm -hmm. and it threw an exception, mm -hmm. the first level where it would land up that exception mm -hmm. is the listener invocation error handler. Okay. By default in Axon, mm -hmm. this simply logs a message. Okay. And we'll come back in, in a couple mm -hmm. why that is the case. Then on a different level, more intricate inside the event processor, mm -hmm. we have got 
the error handler. Okay. This deals essentially with transactional errors. Mm-hmm. Whenever mm-hmm. The, the position where you're storing your query models fails for, for whatever reasons, your okay. database is uh, being an ass and <laughs> <laughs> it simply cannot store your uh, information. Right. Um, it's on this place where if an exception occurs, mm-hmm. we typically propagate the error. Okay. This means there is an implementation mm-hmm. called the propagating error handler as well. Okay. Uh, simple enough. <laughs> simple that. enough. It's very straightforward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it handles the exception and just throws it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. This means that your event processor mm-hmm. receives that exception and does its process of dealing with it. Okay. In a subscribing event processor, that means it would mm-hmm. break down. Mm-hmm. If it's a tracking event processor, that means your tracking event processor mm-hmm. would go in a retry loop. Okay. It would drop the claim on the tracking token it has. Mm-hmm. It would uh, wait a little bit in an error back off approach. Right. And then it would try again. Okay. And then if it fails again, it would prolong the back off period so that somebody else can pick it up. Okay. Um, so this is a different approach as mm-hmm. uh, you've heard right now, yes. right? Uh, this this is the, the default which is in, in place. Um, we feel that... This listener invocation error handler mm-hmm. as a logging thing makes sense mm-hmm. because your event handling components, mm-hmm. when you're when they're handling an event and that fails, okay. you can proceed, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. because the default event processor is tracking. And you can have the tracking event processor. Mm-hmm. If if it just fails and it just proceeds, that means it would go to the following event, right. potentially fail again, mm-hmm. go to the following event, potentially fail yeah, again. Right. This might feel like a disaster, <laughs> but your tracking event processor can go back in time as well. Right, right. We have the tracking token. Exactly. We can make it retry again. Right. So we felt that it would make sense to let the default be logging, saying, okay, mm-hmm. Warn something is failing. Right. We need to look at yeah. this, yeah. Uh, but we'll just proceed because maybe some events do work. Okay, and then uh, whenever you desire it, so you've mm-hmm. uh, your your monitor your operations mm-hmm. people have seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, my application is uh, not happy. It's logging a lot of warn messages. Yeah. let's stop it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what the issue is mm-hmm. because likely you have well either there's a, a database down mm-hmm. or you have a, a, you've just went to a new production release and somebody. Bug deep, you know, created a bug essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, both reasons why you would likely shut down the tracking event processor, mm-hmm. so you would stop it. Yeah. Again, uh, nice that the dashboard of Axel Server provides you that exactly, stop button. Yeah. Uh, you would stop it on every instance, and then you would investigate the issue, right, and right. resolve it. Mm-hmm. So, in a uh, case where we have to throw an exception for an event, for, uh, do you have um, an example? why that might happen or why we would so, need to do that so I mean, obviously you would a likely, bug can can cause that but what else can make you want to do that yeah to to be honest uh whenever you write an event handler mm-hmm. you simply handle the event and uh well you either update a query model or you uh try to perform a complex business transaction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a saga mm-hmm. or you're triggering some potentially external activity right like going to a third-party service mm-hmm. or sending an email. Mm-hmm. The reasons why that would fail is because the things you're trying to do cannot be done. Okay. So either you cannot update your query model mm-hmm. because you cannot find it. Right. Or because the database is down or because there's some other tactical reason because for the storage solution mm-hmm. you're using, mm-hmm. maybe you're using Elasticsearch and it, 
I don't know, it losses indexes. I, I don't yeah. know. It can be anything. Really. Yeah. But it's uh, similarly when you're sending an email, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. your email service is down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or on the Saga side of things, you're reacting to an event right. and likely dispatching a command. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A command could fail. Yeah. Again, th- there is, it's really not the event handling the, itself, mm-hmm. but the action mm-hmm. Actions it's that are causing it. So in that case, is it safe to say that, uh, for instance, if there is something wrong with the query side, uh, wouldn't mm-hmm. you get exceptions or errors from the query side? Or same, similarly to the commands, if if your command cannot be dispatched for whatever reason, if it's safe, you're in a saga and your event is trying to um, dispatch a command or something like that. Is it safe to say that you're more likely to get these exceptions from the query and the command side? Or would it come from the event um, handler? The, the, or could it the be command, both? <laughs> yeah, it could, could be. Uh, there is no real... This is a good question, actually. I, I, I don't know whether there would be a, a precedence over any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, from from my, if, if I look back from, from the period I've now been using Axon, the most scenarios popped up with event handling, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And they were... Well, virtually, yeah, actually, all of them were reasons, tactical reasons. Yeah. The database was down, yeah. for example. Right. Uh, or, yeah, your external service was down mm-hmm. or not happy with mm-hmm. the thing you're trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. The command and query exceptions were, well, command exceptions were typically because you were not happy with what you're trying to do. It, right, right. And right. query exceptions were, well, in turn, also the database mm-hmm. being down. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. again, the technical perspective mm-hmm. of it all. So it's kind of hard to say which one comes first or which one takes precedent over the other. You, you yeah, probably, uh, if that's the case, if your database is down, you probably get like a million errors coming in at yes. the same time anyway. Everything's going to break down. <laughs> Nobody's like, going to be The explosion's <laughs> happening. You don't care which one's coming first. It's just it's no, throwing exactly. a lot of errors at you. That that's, yeah. sounds fair. Um, so we did talk about um, the APIs earlier in the command and query side. So um, is it um, a, a fair... Um, statement to say that uh, with events, because we're not really dealing with uh, these APIs, it stays mm-hmm. within the class. This, these exceptions are staying in your class um, yeah. and they're not really part of the API in this case. And that's no. why events are so different than um, commands and queries when it comes to exception handling. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah, the the the, the process of, of dispatching the event and handling is is really separated. Mm-hmm. Also, if you if you look at the implementation mm-hmm. of it all, when it comes to the command bus and the query bus, those are essentially uh, both the component uh, dispatching but mm-hmm. also handling. Right. Right. And it's 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 a distributed implementation mm-hmm. of it, which means that it actually goes over the wire. Mm-hmm. Whereas the event publication. Right event bus mm-hmm. is not the component handling your event exactly that's the event process right right it's really because it's well segregated in time those components are also very much segregated yeah. as interfaces mm-hmm. and as implementations mm-hmm. in excel mm-hmm. framework this indeed means that the you know the point you made up whatever exception being thrown from an event handler yeah you don't need to translate it mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. not going over the wire back to somebody else right right there also is no notion of an event response message. Okay, yeah. Because there is no way to respond to mm, an event. Mm, exactly. And that's why you get all these log messages when there is yeah. when there is something um, that's yeah. going wrong. Um, 
so all in all, um, I I do have to ask you another question because I know this is yep. coming up in the, in our next release about the pool mm-hmm. tracking process, uh, event ah, processors. Yes, in yes. that case, um, is it? I'm assuming this is similar to how the tracking event processors will will handle these exceptions. Is there a difference with the pool um, tracking event processors? No, no, same exact not, thing. No. Okay. Exactly. Yes. There is again these two layers of of, uh, of error handlers: the mm-hmm. listener invocation one, and the error handler. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If it fails right now, uh, we, we by the way we renamed it to pulled streaming event processor. Okay, fantastic. Quite recently, though, we uh, Allard and I kept it a little bit in the dark. <laughs> it's not been released yet, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were at uh, we were at freedom. Yeah, uh, we felt it was too vague to have a pulled tracking and a tracking. Tracking, like, exactly. They, they seem too similar, so right, we didn't right. want that. Um, now, it is uh, what I pointed out, that the tracking event processor mm-hmm. retries on itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the pulled streaming event processor does this as well, right. also with an error back off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're actually thinking about uh, a cleaner approach to retrying. Okay. Right now, it's pretty harsh and... Um, it's a it's a pool of threads. Right, right. That's why it's called the pool streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the entire thread pool would would wait for the exception. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. very friendly. Right. Uh, you would like to do this per per, per thread in the pool. Right. That makes sense. Uh, w- which we will build eventually, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we first want to get this uh, first installment out. Right. Uh, have people use it. Yeah. Get yeah. feedback. Right. Uh, and saying then what you built is yeah. awesome or what you've built is terrible. Right. Uh, Hopefully not we, we just need that feedback. Yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely don't think it's terrible, but you don't know, right? Maybe yeah. somebody finds something very obvious we just missed. Yeah. We're all just uh, human beings. Exactly. And then we enhance yeah. it as we go, obviously, exactly. all times, which Definitely. is great. And yeah. another good thing about um, having an open source framework, right? You get, you get your feedbacks uh, rather quickly and directly, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Very good. Exactly. So, um, we did talk a lot about all of these uh, ways of handling exceptions. Uh, is there something else you'd like to add that I missed? Yeah, there are two things I, I, I definitely want to share yes, prior to, to stopping. So we've had that exception handler annotation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You could also use this for event handlers. Yes. Okay. So yeah. whenever an uh, exception occurs, the at exception handler is really catching exceptions mm-hmm. inside a class mm-hmm. which has message handling functions. Right. So whether it's commands, queries, or events, okay. it doesn't care. Yeah. All three of those. Mm-hmm. Take, take your benefit out of that. Right. For events, it's not always necessary, but you could, uh, could use this. Yeah. And there's another point, which uh, should be an implementation in Axon. Uh, that's the notion of a dead letter queue. Mm-hmm. So the, the command and query side of things is really going out and or going in and going out mm-hmm. with an exception mm-hmm. or with a response essentially right. when it comes to events um, you might not want to simply log the mm-hmm. exception you mm-hmm. might not want to stop with handling events either mm-hmm. because maybe just certain instances of a model fail and not mm-hmm. the entirety of it all fails okay. this is where you would like to have the ability to say okay this event and all the following events updating a specific model mm-hmm. should be put in a dead letter queue, mm-hmm. which you can retry at a later stage. Okay. Um, we don't have this in Axon right now. Mm-hmm. It is buildable right. in Axon. Mm-hmm. We know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know some users who've done this themselves. Right. 
uh, I've I've guided some people on our Discuss platform as well to doing this. Yeah. Uh, but I want to share with everybody who's listening right. that we are thinking about this, mm-hmm. getting a nice API out nice. there, which would work in all the scenarios yeah. uh, that you don't have to do this yourself. Because Yay. the default of logging and, uh, well, either retrying if it's on the different transactional level, okay. that's not always the most feasible. You know, mm-hmm. uh, having a mm-hmm. dead letter queue is, yeah, I, I would want to get that in there. Yeah, that would be fantastic to have that. I think it will make a lot of people's lives a little bit easier. So yes. that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so uh, that's really good to know and also let everybody else know that, hey, this is in the process of making, which is great. Awesome. Um, fabulous. Thank you so much, Stephen. This was a very um, insightful talk as always. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, sure thing, Sarah. It was a it was a joy as always. Thank I, you. Uh, you know that I, uh, I I'm I'm good at, at typing, I think, but I very much prefer to talk to people about this. Yeah, and of course the questions arise as we talk, and um, <laughs> it's always nice to to have a chat about it too. So I again thank you so much for your time, and I'm sure I will come back and talk more about the. Uh, not the pool tracking event processor, but the streaming event yes. processor. Yes, yes. Or pool stre- <laughs> is it pool streaming event processor? It is pool awesome. streaming event processor. Fantastic. Yes. So yep. once that's uh, released, I'm sure we'll come back and talk in length about it, which would be which would be really nice. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Stephen, I hope you have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, same for you, Sarah. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed my talk with Stephen. Please join me next time as I discover more about moving from legacy systems into microservices using Axon Framework. Until then, have a great time and happy coding!